Chapter Three of the Diary of a Birthday Doll by Ethel Dow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Oh, Teddy Bear is stuck up, and I do hate stuck-up people. I don't see anyhow why he thinks such a lot of himself, but he really is handsome. I caught a glimpse of him about an hour ago when Mama Lou took him out of the trunk. He has a lovely white coat of fur a pink nose, and pink overcoat. Oh, do I like pink. His eyes are a lovely color and have so much expression. They remind me of a great deal of the brown buttons on Mama Lou's hand slippers. Well, he's out at last, and I hope he behaves himself and stays out. Oh, I oughtn't to have said that in such a snappy way. Of course he'll behave himself. I'm sure that it's not his fault that Mama Lou is so severe with him. Doesn't she treat me, too, as if I were a naughty child, though I'm trying so hard to be good? Didn't she this very morning say to me, You give me more trouble than Maud and Gladys, and all my other children put together ever did. Now you've just gotten out of the dangerous cough, and I'm very much afraid that you'll get some other sickness. You look feverish. She put her hand on my head, then said, Dear, dear, I do hope it will be nothing serious. Perhaps you'll be better by the time I come back from school. Yes, you must be better, Dolly, or I'll think you very naughty. You really do give me more trouble. Now, it was sweet of Mama Lou to be so careful about my health, but I don't want to be fussed over when I know I'm perfectly well, and she surely needn't have made that unkind remark about my being. More trouble, etc. Mama Lou wouldn't like it. I'm sure if Grandma Ellis would say to her, every time she sneezed you're the biggest bother lucy little girls often do not think what they are saying mamma lou went to school today after nurse had had a very hard time dressing her gladys said that it was because she didn't want to go back to school but i can hardly believe that then i lay back and thought about the big family mamma lou had had ten children before me and only maud and gladys left of all the big crowd dear me that's sad and scary too Maud, I always feel like calling her Miss Maud, because she is so dignified. But she told me at once that it would be very foolish for sisters to be so stiff, that I must call her simply Maud. She is so very sweet. Maud is. Well, Maud told me the other day that she is the oldest. Of all of them. When she came, Mama Lou was only a year old. Oh, she must have been a pretty baby, and very young, indeed. To be the mother of a great little girl like Maud... Mama Lou is seven years old now, so really my oldest sister isn't so very young any more, though she doesn't look a day older than I, and I am sure she keeps her age well, because she has been petted and kissed and made happy all her life. Not like, well, I don't intend to complain. Six came before Gladys. One rubber, three rag, a set. Uncle Harry again. I do wish Mama Lou had them now. Rag dolls are so nice and friendly, not a bit stuck up and always up to fun. Then there were two bisque, like me, and one china. The last one was very delicate, Maud said. She got giddy the very first day that she came into the family, fell out of Mama Lou's arms, and smashed into... Maud didn't seem to count the pieces carefully, but she thinks that the number she reached was 231. Gladys came next. She was wax, like Maud, and Maud told me that Gladys was the first real friend she had, such friends as they are now. Maud is like a mother to Gladys, and Gladys is simply devoted to Maud. 
They are both very kind to me, but I just feel that I can never be really in with them. They seem to take to each other right away and never quarrel. Before Gladys came, Maud used to be awfully lonely at night sometimes, when Mama Lou had forgotten to put her to sleep. I simply couldn't make friends with those other dolls, she told me last Monday in our long talk. They didn't know how to behave, especially the rag dolls. I'll never forget the awful noise they used to make every night. And dirty! I was certainly glad when Grandma Ellis took them away from Mama Lucy. Maud always calls our Mama Lou Mama Lucy. When Maud told me this, I kept quiet as to my feelings toward rag dolls, because I was afraid that she would think badly of my taste. But I had grown a little more independent in the last two days, and besides, was awfully anxious to know whether there was any chance of their coming back. So I said quite suddenly, about two hours after Mama Lou had gone off to school, "'Whatever became of those three rag dolls you were talking about, Maud? "'Heard anything about them lately? "'What did Mama Lou do with all her broken-down children, anyway? "'The six before Gladys and the two before us. "'Do you know, Maud?' "'At first there was no answer. "'Maud and Gladys, too, seemed mighty uncomfortable. "'At last,' Maud said, very slowly, and in a queer voice, "'as for those common rag dolls, "'they were most likely thrown into the ash-barrel.' oh the poor things i explained and maybe are turned into bits of paper now just what mamma lucy does with the higher classes like you and glads and me now wasn't it sweet of maud to include me i am not sure gladys and i sometimes imagine that we know but we don't want you to question us because we are not certain we are right it is an unpleasant subject anyhow and makes me feel chilly maybe when you're a little older dolly dear and then she stopped. I hope that I am mannerly enough to not insist upon a disagreeable subject. So I just murmured, Oh, certainly, as politely as I could, and pretended to doze off. Of course, I was just burning with curiosity. Heaps of things for me to learn, yet, I thought, Oh, if only Teddy would speak, I'm sure he could teach me lots. But I had made up my mind not to call him again, and I simply wouldn't. Very soon Mama Lou came home from school, and then I had no more time for thinking. Hello, Gladys. Hello, Maudie. Well, Dolly, how are you feeling? A little better, I think. Your cough is gone, and you have no more fever, she said. You've been a good child, and deserve a dress, a nice new dress, all your own. I believe I'll make it for you this afternoon. Dear me, but I was glad. Pink, make it pink, I prayed. She measured the breadth of my chest and the length of my arms with a piece of string, thirty-eight inches and twenty-one. Yes, ma'am, she said. Goodness, I didn't know I was big as all that. I could hardly believe it. I'm sure Mama Lou made a mistake. I'll make it in my mamma's room, because her work basket is in there. She went on. And I believe I'll take Gladys' pink dress with me for a pattern. She hurried out of the room, and I lay back on my bed perfectly delighted. Gladys seemed a little out of the humor, though, and Maud was rather quiet. Never mind, I thought. I'll loan my dress to them sometimes. I wonder how many more I'll get. In less than five minutes, Mama Lou came back with a pink Mother Hubbard exactly like Gladys, excepting that there was no frills at the neck and sleeves. Oh, it's sweet, I thought, though maybe I was just the least bit disappointed about the frills. A touch of white at the throat, you know? Here you are, she cried. Here's your dress, your nice new dress. 
do you like it dolly and then she laughed out loud and kissed gladys a whole new dress with sleeves and tucks and hem and skirt and buttonholes and such neat little buttonholes in less than five minutes my mamma lou is certainly a wonder but i don't see why she had to kiss gladys so all of the sudden and such mean things that dolls say sometimes all the while mamma lou was talking off the sweet little blue that i wore yesterday to the tea party and dressing me in pink that jealous gladys was grumbling it's my dress and i don't think i've been treated fairly i don't mind lending it for a while but i do not want to give it away altogether it just makes me feel bad to see all that pretty lace torn off and i don't see why she couldn't have kept it on she needn't think that she can fool me i guess i can recognize my own dress lace or no lace at first i wasn't going to pay attention to her remarks i thought that maud would settle her but maud was looking rather queer too and didn't say a word so then i just fired up how can you talk so gladys didn't my mamma and she is my mamma remember is just as yours and is going to like me too just as well as some day and didn't she say that it was a new dress a new dress anyhow i'd like to know why i can't get a new dress once in a while as well as you because the third girl in a family hardly ever gets new dresses snapped gladys and at present you're the third in the family besides just look at that spot on the hem you've seen that spot before you know you have and mamma lou said your new dress your nice new dress not a new dress it's new to you though it's old to me oh i don't care the lace was all worn out and i was sick of the old thing anyway and then she began to whisper to maud i just won't believe it so there my dress is a new one a brand new one and it was very clever of my mamma to sew it so quickly i don't quite understand though why she didn't bring back with her gladys pink mother hubbard that she took out for a pattern some things are so very queer now you're only a baby yet and i don't think you keep your dresses very clean mamma lou said to me as soon as i was dressed so i believe i'll make you wear an apron she rummaged in the box in which she had kept the girl's clothes of which there were heaps until she picked out a simple little pinafore without a bit of trimming now this will do very nicely she said as she slipped the pinafore on me and trimmed it to fasten it oh my the lower button is off i couldn't put an apron with a button off on my child or i'd teach it to be untidy and that would never do she ran off again and came back with grandma's work basket settled herself comfortably in a chair with her feet on a footstool just as she must have seen her mamma do placed me flat on my stomach on her lap till i expected my eyes to drop out on the floor any second and began to sew on my new apron after the fourth stitch it must have been the fourth because my skin had been pricked four times she rested for a minute and said out loud now maybe i should have waited until mamma had come back home because then i could have gotten a button but i guess this will do just as well and after eighteen stitches or at least eighteen pricks she gave me a little tap on the back and said now you've all right dolly i've sewed your apron up nice and tight and you can't possibly get out of it unless i take the thread out of you it's much safer than a button gladys burst out laughing oh but i was angry 
and i said as haughtily as could be i am perfectly satisfied with any style of apron my mother i said my mother instead of my mamma to sort of scare her chooses for me and i don't see what on earth you are laughing at miss gladys maud said shh and looked surprised but i didn't feel sore on account of the needle pricks i guess and oh it's so babyish to be sewn up in an apron just like a like a a a sausage and wouldn't stop for anybody mamma lou put us to bed though right away and that settled the argument let's see did anything else of importance happen what a joke i'm pretending to forget when all the while i'm so delighted that all the sausage aprons in the world couldn't put me in a bad temper tonight just after supper mamma lou came into the nursery again and without saying a word to us about it she would have done so i'm sure if she had known how much we care he's sort of a relation anyway she unlocked the trunk in which teddy was imprisoned and took him out dusted him off and looked at him dusted again and then put him under the bed now just you take care of the girls she said see that nothing happens to them and maybe if you're very brave i'll make you a surrogate maud and gladys have been sound asleep since at least four o'clock so they don't know anything about it oh don't i wish it were morning so that i could tell them the good news we are all interested in teddy and so sorry for him poor teddy bear how glad he must be to get his freedom again i wonder how it felt in that narrow trunk if i weren't afraid he wouldn't answer me i'd ask him what he did to make mamma lou cross with him then i'd be careful not to do it if he'd be only a little more sociable we could have such nice long talks together in the night he's not a sleeper and i'm sure he's clever maybe he knows what becomes of mamma lou's broken dolls wouldn't that be grand oh teddy teddy no i won't call him i said i wouldn't and i won't but oh i do wish it were morning so that i could tell the girls the good news end of chapter three